0: There wasn't a lot of hip-hop around me in the household. But but outside of the household was a lot of, like, Houston, like, um, Screwed Up Click, like, Pimp C, like, UGK, all that stuff with Bumby. I was really into, like, a lot of the Houston, the whole Houston movement, the Southern sound. But I feel like my uncle, like, when I was, like, about, like, early 2000s, Monko will put me like on these Dr. Dre's and these Jay Z, like Hard Knock Life and stuff. I knew a little bit about them type of like artists, but as far as like growing up, it was more of like the Southern Houston, Texas. And then kind of like getting older, you start getting into like your industry people and stuff.
1: This is Musicians Can Thrive. A podcast community for anyone seeking to make money in the music industry. Musicians, audio engineers, managers, producers, booking agents, everyone across all niches. Welcome. My name is Gabrielle. I'm a singer songwriter. These stories are for you. I hope they'll help you find new ways to thrive as a musician. Vintage J is a rapper here in Austin, Texas, with a deep love of the creative process and a desire to use his music as a means of supporting the local community that helped him become the man he is today. Here's the fun part. Vintage J is an artist who resonates with what Musicians Can Thrive is all about. He heard the episode featuring Mama Duke, and he reached out to me because he wanted to be a part of this podcast, like her. Podcasting isn't quite as fun as making music, but it's another way I can create something meaningful for an audience, and him reaching out to me was one of the most encouraging things that happened in 2020. When you're building an audience for your art, it's not always obvious that people like what you're creating. And it's hard to know if they just like your social media posts about your art or if they really dig what you're doing. So when Vintage Jay reached out to me asking to be part of this podcast, just that simple request was one of the many ways he gives back to his community. I'm not the same kind of artist as Jay, but I am an artist who needs encouragement just like every other artist out there. One person at a time. One connection at a time. Independent artists around the world are coming together to amplify each other's music, films, visual art, and so much more. As we begin this final episode in Season 3 of Musicians Can Thrive, sharing this interview featuring Vintage Jay is extra special for me. He's proof that I'm doing something right. What this podcast stands for resonates with an up-and-coming artist in my own backyard. That's a win in my book. And now, let me help you get to know the other ways Vintage Jay uses his music career as a tool to help his community.
0: The way I really kind of enjoyed music was just, I don't know, it was just something about the South. The way them dudes were... Screwed and chop and stuff and mixing samples. It was pretty dope to me.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. So correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't DJ Screw like really big in the Houston scene?
0: Yes, correct. DJ Screw was uh, basically the guy that made Screwed and Chop music, you know, the slow down, all the, the chops and stuff. So he, he was like the the big dog. You know, when it comes to all of that. Which there was still pop and surrounding artists that he was working with, but yeah, definitely all homage to to DJ Screw for that.
1: Awesome. I listened to your song nineteen ninety-six and it reminded me a lot of that screw sound.
0: For real okay, nice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, nineteen (laughs) ninety six. Up, burn the flower. Who got the money? Who got the powder? Everybody want it. Everybody got it. Hit the police. Go out about powder. Three in the morning. Up, burn the flower. I never really saw the normal. There was fiends. That was hoes. That was homies banging rival colors. I tried to stay in order. A lot of mothers lost their children due to drug convictions. I guess they didn't listen. I saw my homie on the floor. He couldn't stop bleeding. With well, ice nightmare in my head, I have to deal with it. Outside ain't no promises. Anyone gets hit. Anyone Pretty dope played. record. little, it's out. different, but it gives it that feel.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a songwriter myself and my music has evolved over the years as my influences ebb and flow and just my own ability to create music evolves. And so... It's yeah, cool. really interesting to me to see how other artists evolve over time. You know, mm-hmm. every every record has a little bit of a different sound for Absolutely. every mm-hmm. project that you drop, depending on how many songs you do at a time.
0: I feel like this is how you get better, you know, just trying new things and trying to get out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. especially as an artist. And, you know, just try to be a, a, as more artistically free as you can be
1: yeah how do you push yourself out of your comfort zone what does that look like
0: i'm not really afraid to like try new things or like do new sounds or like hop on on different type of beat that's like more industry like than what my norm is or like sync myself with the music trying to just close out the noise from the outside and social media because everything's so opinionated like everybody has a great opinion nowadays <laughs> like it's just the way it's just the, you know it's just the way society is nowadays and yeah you know people drop music people drop so much music and streaming like you know what i mean like streaming messes up a lot of things and you no know, physical copies now so like you know it's a whole mess but you no know, I, I feel like just getting in sync with the music And try to have no fear when it comes to like writing. Because you never know. You could be writing like the next, you know, the next record. It's kind of the way I see it.
1: I love that. It actually reminds me of so in 2018, I was at South by and I went to this panel where Keith Urban was speaking of all people. And he basically said a similar thing to what you just said. His take was that, you know, you never know if something is going to be really great. And so even if it sounds completely different from something that you would like normally do, don't be afraid to try it.
0: Absolutely. You know, like we all have fears. You know, we're musicians like it's just, you know, how many songs do you keep? To yourself that you haven't played for anybody or you know these verses and hooks that hurt you you know that you're spilling yourself to the world especially if you make you know music that comes from the heart so it's scary you know but you you just someone might need that light you know i'm trying to say like you might need the light. So absolutely right. Like just trying to have like no fear where the next thing you're going to create.
1: Yeah. I think one of the most powerful things about music is the way that it can touch people. Mm -hmm. Because most people, I mean, like if you have a song that's got a clear sort of intent, or story to it you know like you can kind of tell okay this is a more happy song or a sad song or like this is a song where I see something that's wrong in the world and I have something to say about it mm-hmm. but beyond yeah. that the details of it or like the specific emotions it makes someone feel that's unique to each listener and it's mm-hmm. really amazing
0: yeah absolutely and everybody has a different type of a feel you know in touch to a song it's a great feeling for sure
1: curious how did you start making music in the first place like when did you realize this is something that i love to do
0: probably around like 2016 i've only been making music for for a few years i used to always like just like write poems and just like keep them to myself Mm. and just like i was always i was good like at like, essays and, like, English class. I never missed English class. I enjoyed writing. But then my homie was like, man, bro, you should rap, this and that. I am like, nah, like, come on, bro. Like, I don't see myself, anything like that, you know. But I, I gave it a try. And then, like, literally, I just taught myself how to, like, basically make music with my my friend Clutch, producer friend. And yeah, like I had no nothing about. I know nothing about recording about a sixteen, a hook, a chorus, a bridge. Uh, I only know how to just like basically, like at least not even songwriting. I just was trying to put lyrics, you know, on a beat. Been making music what already like four and a half years, maybe five years, you know. And that's definitely something that I love to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a full full escape from the real world and. You know, just letting out emotion, storytelling, you know. And once again, like, just challenging yourself.
1: I love that you consider yourself to be a writer first. I think that's really interesting. It shows in your lyrics. You are a wordsmith. and (laughs) Thank you. You're
0: welcome.
1: (laughs) I think it's really interesting how different people in music you know we all have our own strengths and so like I play guitar and I'm learning how to play piano but I'm definitely a lyricist first before Mm -hmm. anything else
0: that's great to hear I I don't know how to play an instrument but I know how to like compose like a beat and like structure it you know I have a feel like I know sounds and this and that it's pretty cool to like you know knowing how to build like a, a full produced instrumental
1: Mhm. Yeah. i mean it's it's a whole skill set unto itself i got a midi keyboard last spring when quarantine first kicked in and i was like okay now's the time to start learning and i just i have so much respect for producers because you know yeah, the those
0: the are insane
1: <laughs> there's <laughs> like endless the, like- sounds you could make
0: and it's crazy because I honestly feel like producers, I feel like their time is not, like, on real world time. Like, how can you feel, like, all these beautiful things, like, together? I don't know. This shit is just insane. I love producers. Producers also don't get enough credit. Agreed. Yeah. Or enough pay.
1: So what do you mean by real world time?
0: Like, I feel like producers in their brain, like, they're, like, their own clock. Because, you know, you have to time everything, like, on beat. You know, if these hi-hats have to go in a different way, like, these drum patterns or these strings or, like, it's just kind of weird. Because i will be seeing, like, the way my my friends be making beats and they're pushing all these buttons, like, fast as hell. And I'm just like, God damn. (laughs) It's insane. And he's just tapping on the keyboard and all doing, twisting. I was just like, I just be... I'd be like, damn, that's dope as hell.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It is definitely a skill set entirely of its own. Mm -hmm. Definitely one worth admiring and respecting.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: I have some people I've come across where, you know, they feel like, oh, you're just pushing buttons. Like, it's not that hard. It's not as hard as like, you know, playing a quote real instrument. And I feel like, that's just oh, such man. a false assumption because <laughs> it is an instrument and you have to learn it because just cause you're pushing a button doesn't mean it's going to sound good.
0: That's so. Uh, no. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Making, making beats is, is difficult, you know, it's dope.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned that, you know, producers don't get paid enough and I would agree with that assessment. So absolutely. What's your, your perspective on getting paid yourself and how, what has your experience been with that?
0: Well, honestly, like, I feel like beginning of 2020, we started doing this, like, these Zoom shows. So, I was, like, the first time I ever, like, started getting paid for, like, even just performing. And I was performing in, like, in a studio just with a microphone, you know?
1: Uh-huh.
0: I've never have, like, really gotten, like, physically, like, paid to, like, hey, and go perform until like 2020. Damn. I don't know. It was kind of like you know, for me, just making music for like four years to 2020, like the, probably the craziest year we're gonna live in a very long time. <laughs> well, who knows? We got this one. <laughs> but <laughs> but me to to experience. I like, was snap. I was getting paid like. Basically, my two weeks worth of paycheck and, like, 15 minutes of me just performing three songs.
1: Wow. I bet that felt good.
0: It was insane. I was like, man, like, imagine if I could do, like, 10 of these a month or, like, something like that. Like, I'm just like, wow, like, it would be just, like, you know, such a great, like, income as far as like artistry, because studio time is expensive. Like buying beats is expensive, buying exclusive beats is expensive. Collaborating with artists, artists nowadays they know they're worth, you know. They have a they have a rate, you know, so and so. Music videos are expensive, cameramans are expensive, like all this stuff. It like costs money for a eleven dollar album with ten songs. You know, what I'm trying to say, like, oh shit, well, I just spent over ten thousand uh over five thousand ten thousand dollars making an album throughout this whole year or so and so and then it's a lot Mm
1: -hmm. Um, yeah there's a lot of investment but i do it
0: but i definitely it's always that's why i would tell people like man like at the time like yeah we're making music but we're trying to make money like we're not you know just here like just like trying to play you know games or anything like we're trying to at least get some income like you know bring it back
1: yeah you gotta offset that cost so you can make some profit and keep making more music
0: yeah correct and like I was like I was so inspired by you saying like that you work that you you do everything by yourself I was like wow like that is amazing because like I definitely like see this as like a huge you know maybe in a few years or not a huge staff, but you know a good amount of staff. I definitely feel like this this city, especially like like, needs stuff like this, like the stuff that you're doing, because we need to get in front of like you know, audience and like different type of people. Like, there's so much talent and like money in this city that people want to spend. Like, we're the we're the music capital of the world, like type shit.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that.
0: I enjoy the stuff you're doing.
1: Circling back to your Zoom shows that you did, I'm curious, did you charge like a ticket sales for that? Or did you just make the money off of people tipping you during the performance?
0: I got um booked through uh, the black Fred, Oh, cool. But yeah, they booked me several times this year, uh, this past year. But it was a experience because it wasn't like my friends can like hop on the zoom and like see me. It was like for like private companies. Hmm. So it was like a room like, you know, 40 people, like staff. I did like a Christmas one. It was like crazy. Everybody had like their Christmas, like ugly sweater and like Santa hats and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just it was so dope. And plus like you meet other people here in the city. I was like the only like a rapper, hip hop of any of my any other shows that I did. Everything everybody else was like alternative or like country, you know, jazz or like so and so. I met a pretty good artist pretty dope people like even just sharing the the zoom stage with them
1: that's really cool i'm glad to hear black Fred is finally branching out into hip-hop
0: i guess they just started to do hip-hop but yeah it was only hip-hop but it was dope because i don't know me rapping these lyrics (laughs) in front of like you know a different type of crowd than what i will usually um like i guess perform at yeah, so like it definitely gives you a different feel, but for sure. they loved it. Like, they loved it. They were like, it was dope. They were like, and they were all commenting and tipping and stuff. It was dope.
1: I bet that feels really good too to get in front of an audience that wouldn't normally come into contact with you and to have them respond so well to your music. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. We got paid like pretty good, you know what I mean, for just like an hour of mm-hmm. just make me like everybody bouncing between just me performing three songs. I don't know. It was, it was so dope. Yeah. Shout out to the black Front.
1: Yeah. For that. They are a excellent organization. Mm -hmm. So when I was preparing for our interview, I was kind of, you know, taking a look at everything that you were doing and trying to find out, you know, what you cared about, what was important to you. And I saw this, thing called north north way mm-hmm. and it looks like you've got some apparel going with that you did a food drive in 2020 so what is north north way
0: so basically north north way is a clothing brand i kind of take it as a as a mentality to like you can overcome anything you feel that's holding you back or based on the circumstances that you were were raised in or whatever major situation you think that you can't really get out of and just being like a soldier, you know, aggressive, you know, with, you know, big passion and, you know, hustle mentality to kind of be like the North Norway. Like, you can overcome. You can beat the odds. So kinda of that's the way I took it. And um I really feel like I had like some type of my ancestors were like Aztecs or something because my blood is like, I don't know, just rushes a little different. Uh so that's why I put it in the Aztec bird. Kind of like symbolizing and paying homage to my ancestors because I'm, you know, I'm Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, kind of that's the way I took it. So, yeah, originated in the north side of Austin.
1: I love that. And so it looked like in a couple of your music videos that it was also like a production company that you had involved with the music videos. But is it more just like you trying to connect people with all the pieces of, you know, different things? That I you're feel doing? like
0: I. Yeah, correct. Because. It's it's just me and you know and a couple of the homies, but like I said, like kind of me trying to mix anything that I can into it and try to really make it like a big enterprise, because that is the goal, you know, to the point where you know it's like North Norway management, Nor North Norway, so and so, like you know, just kind of doing a little bit of everything, but yeah, like kind of just taking as slow as I can and trying to, like, learn and still trying to focus on the music because it's hard to, you know, keep your brand up and focus on the music and then other stuff, you know, responsibilities in life, (laughs) so-and-so.
1: Yeah, adulting itself is a whole job.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) But definitely as far as, like, the production and stuff and directing, definitely something I have a passion for. And... I do my learning. I soak in a lot of detail.
1: Honestly, I think it's wonderful that you have this apparel company running alongside your music because, you know, as an artist, we basically have to learn how to become entrepreneurs in order to make money to keep the music going. And I feel like the sort of old, dream of being a musician or an artist is you know you get a record deal and you just make money off of music all the time but even the top three percent of artists like Rihanna and Kanye and Jay-Z, Beyonce they have apparel if not their own company then a partnership with another company or like Rihanna's got Fenty Beauty now and so just being able to have multiple sources of income, I really think is a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, something that can attach to you. And it's dope, like, you know, the way, like, I see, like, people out in public at times, on 6th Street or wherever we're at, you know, wearing the shirt, wearing the hoodie. that's dope.
1: I feel like also, if your fans, people who love your music, they can help identify each other, when they see people out in Austin or Houston yeah. or any other place wearing <laughs> a North, North way.
0: wearing a North Norway shirt, yeah, correct. It's like, damn, like if you have that shirt, it's like, it's like, okay, like you met me, like you know about me. If you don't, then you kind of really don't, you know. So I feel like, it, like it's just that special connection. Because even like me, like I've had like close friends to be like, bro, this girl was wearing your shirt. I was like, bro, and she was looking good, like, this and that. And I'd just be like, like who was it, bro? Like, bro, I don't know this and that. I'd just be like, it could, but, like, they be stoked because I was like, man, I know I know that dude that's behind that.
1: Yeah, it's fun for them, too. Yeah.
0: That's something, like, I've kind of learned is, like, you want to keep the man and the woman, like, kind of in the same boat because if the woman enjoy your clothing, the men are going to enjoy your clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Ten times better.
1: That's a smart move.
0: <laughs> yeah, like if, if a shirt or a hoodie looks good on a woman, then it's gonna look good on a man. You know what I'm trying to say? Like,
1: women are beautiful. People like looking at women wearing clothing and everything.
0: Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially when they get all fly. You know, like they get all into like the model sounds Like, you know, it's dope. hmm
1: Smart marketing on your part.
0: Oh, yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Glad somebody notices that.
1: Yeah, I absolutely do. My day job mm-hmm. is actually in marketing, so I kind of geek out over that a bit.
0: That's dope. Yeah, I love marketing. You can go above and beyond.
1: You managed to survive 2020, which was an insane year as an mm-hmm. artist, and you know, even make some good money off of your mm-hmm. music. This past year, and I'm kind of wondering, what does making it look like to you? Like, what would success feel like as you go forward and build for the next several years?
0: I don't know, because I I feel like being a, a local artist, there's still a lot of like people that everybody has a different type of audience, and I feel like I still like even. I haven't even, like, really got a, a glimpse of that yet. Because in, like, 2019, like, doors finally started, like, a little open, a little bit for me. And especially here in the city, because everybody's so divided. But now I, f- I feel like just success probably just means, like, being able to do what you want to do. When do you want to do it? And, you know, get lost again in the music and, you know, try to keep your passion sharp because... You know, a lot of people don't make it in the music industry for, like, more than three years, you know?
1: So being able to build something that lasts for decades.
0: Absolutely. Like, some type of legacy. And, like, you know, be connected to the people that enjoy your music and, you know, buy your merch and go out to these shows and pay ticket prices and waiting lines for you. Like, you know, giving them, like, a real experience, not only just... Like, oh, I'm going to come see Vintage J. Like, no, like, our big plans to so be like, oh, shit, to the point where like, man, let's throw a motherfucking festival in the city, mm-hmm. you know, and bring a bunch of, you know, dope artists, you know, let's put some rides out. Like, you know, let's do, let's get a couple organizations here and, you know, make some money for the kids or just a bunch of stuff. But, of course, like, it takes big money to do all that. Create an experience. Just kind of make something that lasts. Well
1: that is exactly what i'm trying to help artists learn is even a possibility so i'm glad to hear that it's something that's important to you and it sounds like the combination of your music and your apparel company and whatever else might come Mm -hmm. you know you got a good foundation going
0: thank you yeah just trying not to be afraid of doing something
1: I really enjoyed your Kid from Runberg" album. And I'm pretty sure you're referencing the Runberg Lane area of Austin.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay, sweet. So <laughs> for listeners who don't even live in Texas, could you give us a little context about what that means and what that part of your background means?
0: Runberg Lane... It's a street that connects from 183 Research Boulevard all the way to I-35. And um, it's full of, like, you know, brown, like brown people culture, you know, Latino, Hispanic, Honduran, sub You can name it. But for me, Rumberga was the street that I, I was raised in. Got my ass beat on it got into major trouble on it. I don't want to say like a grimy street, but it definitely has its own like unique power. You can get anything on Rumberg. Like you go down Rumberg, you can get a car wash, you can get your tires cleaned, you can buy a sofa, you can buy it. like you can literally do anything that you can kind of think of going down that street. And it was a street that I was raised upon. Rumberg was I believe 2017, 2016 was the highest crime in Austin in a very long time. The crime that we were getting in the north side was super high, super high. But now, like, you know, it's getting better. It's still crime, you know, it's still the neighborhood. It's low poverty, income all around those surrounding areas. But to me, it's home because I feel like it made me get like the survival tactics as like becoming a man and like growing up in like very tough neighborhoods. anybody that lived there or knows about areas is just really about survival.
1: Mhm, so it sounds like giving back to your home base is why you did things like that food drive with North North Way last year,
0: yeah, and I did it with my old high school. I just wanted to help out, so I went up to the school. Talked to the counselor. I was like, yo, what can I talk to anybody? Then maybe I would just want to get back this Thanksgiving. I kind of just like amplified the thing that they had going on. And, you know, threw my twist on it. You know, got a DJ, threw in a couple of cool stuff. Got clothes involved with shoes and a bunch of toys and over, you know, 100 turkeys. Like it was just to the point where it was like we did it again this year. And it was like curbside. It's like an annual thing now. Because, you know, I was fortunate enough to get out of the neighborhood.
1: I love that. I personally feel like when it comes to a local community, because I grew up in a really small town in Montana. And so getting involved with the people that live near you, it really does make a difference. Even if it's just a small little thing, like giving people food on Thanksgiving, that difference is important.
0: And like people that look on people's faces and like, even like the kids, when you give them a whole backpack full of toys, like, I know for me growing up, we didn't get no free toys. <laughs> you know, we didn't get no free turkeys. But like if we can do that now for these kids, you know, and there's money and there's companies that work with schools and, and low-income schools mm-hmm. surrounding areas and, you know, just to get back.
1: Yeah. Well, I know it's a little early yet, but when you start planning the 2021 2021- thanksgiving drive let me know i would love to help
0: i got you i I got you i promise i got you awesome it's a beautiful thing just being out there and you know helping everybody setting up everything up and just feed the community do something good Mm
1: -hmm. food's one of the best ways to bring people together that's for damn sure
0: (laughs) absolutely
1: Last question I've got for you is I saw you've got a new project coming out called When Thugs Cry.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And I'd love to know, is it a single? Is it an album? It is a full,
0: is a nine track album. Okay. I feel like some of my best songs that I recorded in 2020. And I'm excited just to even share their music. Mm-hmm. It's like top of the year, like you know, just apply pressure. As much, as much as I can and try to be as much consistent and, um, you know, just give people no music. Cause I feel like just 2020 was just, bleh. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> and it's crazy because like I dropped my last project, like the day of like the George Floyd protest. Oh, wow. So it was like, you know, what I mean, there's way more of the important things going on. Like social media was flooded with just injustice and police and just all that crazy stuff. So like it was like, I'm just going to like not even like bother to push it.
1: Mm-hmm. Let the focus be on something a little more important. Let the focus
0: important. be on something more important. But yeah, so I feel like just like this year, I, you know, I have definitely um, more air for me to, you know, grasp and kind of promote and market this upcoming album that I have.
1: Do you think you'll do like a special line of apparel with North Way to go with the new album or do you keep those a little separate?
0: I definitely have something coming for the brand as well. But you just have to wait and see <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, I'll keep my eyes open
0: But yeah, when is cry in January 30th 2021 Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's gonna flip some ears
1: So, so
0: Pick the broken smile Do you have enough to hear me? I've taught you many lessons So you know you don't just any Emotions running heavy We don't know what we want. Say that you want me later you say that you're done I find it quite offensive i we be cut enough on peace wrong time out of place maybe it ain't meant to be just this made it difficult but I believe in you you never I got some, some real good tracks on there, some real good records I'm excited to share that with everybody
1: well I look forward to hearing it there's a few songs of yours already that i'm a big fan of so if you say this album has some of your best stuff i can imagine it's only going to go up from here
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely it's only going to go up because the north is up that's the only way we're going
1: (laughs) hell yeah well speaking of keeping an eye out for your music and new apparel drops where's the best place for people to catch up with you online or find your music
0: Find my music, probably Apple Music or Spotify. I'm real active on Twitter and Instagram. My Twitter handle, I believe, is J-A-Y Vintage. Yeah, <laughs> J-A-Y Vintage, J Vintage. And then my Instagram handle is Vintage J. And yeah, you can find mostly all my projects, on Apple Music and and Spotify. Definitely Spotify for sure. I know everybody uses Spotify nowadays.
1: <laughs> Guilty as charged.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everybody uses Spotify. Spotify. And i will be like, oh, yeah, I don't listen to Apple Music. And they're like, no, not really. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, it's, it, it's just like I'm saying, like it's crazy how like if your stats on Spotify are low then that's what people are going to see. But your Apple Music stats could be high because most mm. of your people have Apple Music. Or it can be the other way around.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, people should start taking a look at the whole picture and not just a little piece, <laughs> in my opinion.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to get to hear your story and get to know you. And I'm really glad you reached out to me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, I I love what you're doing. And I can't wait to see what the future holds just for everything you have going on, especially with this, because you never know. Maybe one day you're going to interview the the next star.
1: (laughs) Well, that'd be pretty cool. I would love that.
0: (laughs) And then boom, that's all it takes.
1: All righty. And then we can look back and you can go, Hey, I was on that podcast. And like, hey,
0: I was on that podcast.
1: Or who knows? Maybe you'll be that next star.
0: Maybe I'll be that next one. Who knows? Whatever God has in plan.
1: Please check the show notes for links to find Vintage J's music, social media, clothing brand, and all that fun stuff. One last thing before you go today. There are techniques, strategies, and routines work best for different people. With that in mind, I encourage you to consider this. Your ability to invest in your music career is directly related to your ability to make money in the first place. And 2020 showed us in a painful way what happens when you entirely rely on playing shows for your income. So with that, what are you going to do in 2021 to create one more source of revenue for yourself? Maybe you get this revenue from something directly related to music, like audio engineering for other artists. Maybe you earn money by helping other artists with videography, because you're good with a camera and editing short, catchy videos, and you can help all kinds of people with that. There are no wrong answers here. And there's no shame in not being able to support yourself with just one source of income. Remember, most millionaires average about seven different streams. now that I've shared my parting words of encouragement, thank you so much for listening. Your continued support and your time spent with me listening to Musicians Can Thrive is a precious gift. I know there's a lot out there you could be spending your time on instead. 2020 was a hell of a challenging year. No surprise there. So thank you also for sticking with me as I figured out my production schedule in the midst of COVID challenges, protests, and riots. A full-time job, capital invasions, burnout, and an interesting start to 2021. I'll be back soon, after I take a few months to spend some time with my own music. As always, you can find me on Instagram at thrive. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, go ahead and do that, so you don't miss the Season 4 premiere when it eventually comes out.